Hey there, it's Matt Ryan. Are you enjoying this A7FL podcast? Well, I'm glad you are, because that means you can give us money. That's right, you can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. That's tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. Up there right now, we have some Thick Boy Season merchandise. We've got some Hus Hus shirts. And also, we've got some Corey Hammond-related merchandise coming soon. A Corey Hammond, Corey Hammond's t-shirt, hoodie, and a whole lot more. You can get all of them right now, sent to you nice, comfy, and cozy at tinyurl.com slash a7flmerch. And also, you can find it in the show notes. Now back to that podcast you like. This edition of the A7FL Other Side of the Ball podcast is dedicated to the memory of Coach Donnie Bunak. Welcome to the self-proclaimed second best podcast of the A7FL. This is the A7FL's The Other Side of the Ball. My name is Casey Cox. I am the host of the show. Alongside me, Double D, Derek Duncan, the division owner of Nevada. We start this podcast off very somberly in remembrance of one of our fallen brothers that we have lost this past week. Coach Donnie Bunak, coach of the Insomniacs, Derek Duncan. With that, I will bring you on in. Thank you for the introduction, Casey. And uh, as somber as this is, uh, and as sad as we all are about losing Donnie, I also want to uh, say that Donnie was rarely a somber and quiet guy. And I think the way we show respect to him best is by keeping the energy level up and not getting into too deep into the sadness. Not that, you know, if somebody wants to, we welcome that. Uh, but, uh, you know, Donnie, Donnie was, as I know, him, always a guy who was joking, even in the face of adversity. So, uh, that's my take on, on the whole situation, but really happy to have the folks we have on our podcast tonight to help pay tribute to one of the best guys I've ever known, especially in the football community. Uh, so we've got with us tonight, coach. AJ Kudugwa, and I think I finally learned how to say that properly, uh, who is going to be, uh, uh, we'll save that for later. We have uh, Coach Anthony Bartley of the Pit Bosses and Coach Big Mac from the Force and our division owner, coach and former team owner or still team owner, I'm not sure how that all works, Kelly Hurst. Welcome everyone to the podcast. How's everyone doing this evening? Doing well. Great, great. Blessed. Right on, guys. Well, Casey, I'll let you kick things off uh, as the host of the show. What do you got for us tonight, sir? Um. Well, really, I mean, I, I kind of wanted to touch a little bit. I thought it was pretty cool um, to open it up the way the three on one podcast opened up. If everybody got to listen to that, they actually had a player from Florida that actually came up. That was touched by coach Bunak and actually played for Bunak in the semi-pro leagues and talked about his experience with the coach, allowing him to live in his house. And just, that's kind of the kind of person we all know Donnie to be is he's willing to give the shirt off his back to almost anybody, whether you're on his team, a part of his family, if he knows you, he looks at you as family. And that's a great way to start it off. I'm sure we all have uh, great stories that we could tell about Donnie. And that's kind of where I want to get into tonight. Uh, I want to save the uh, Coach Q conversation to towards the end of the podcast. But want to give everybody an opportunity to maybe tell a Donnie story uh, to start off and then get into like a group conversation. So. With that, I'll kick off so you guys can kind of see what I was hoping for. So uh, I met Donnie when uh, I hosted a uh, football community summit at my local Elks Lodge as I was trying to develop a uh, combine for high school kids that were looking to go into college that didn't get the looks that most Vegas kids don't get if they're not performing at a high level throughout their entire career and they're not sending out tape and sending out videos. So I put together this platform and an idea and reached out to some of the people I knew in the football community. And they reached out to all the people they knew in the football community. And Donnie was one of the guys that showed up for that event. And in true Donnie Bunak 
always recruiting fashion while we're sitting there trying to put on an event, he convinces me that I need to come out and try out for his semi-pro football team as a quarterback. And the guy was always team building. Every time you got around him, he gave that day me the confidence. Like, look, you look like you trimmed some weights and you're telling me you lost 30 pounds. You could probably still play this game. Why don't you come out and give us a go? And to his credit, I literally went out, performed well, and ultimately got named the starter before I injured myself, which you've probably heard this story 20 times now on this particular podcast. But that is Donnie. He's always recruiting, always looking out for the next man, giving him the confidence that they need to perform at a high level. And he did that for me. So I'll say post, post-mortem, thank you, Donnie Bunak, for everything you brought to my life, especially for reintroducing me to the game of football. Anybody else uh, have a story they want to share? So I'll hop in. This is Kelly. Um, I met Donnie through football. I met Donnie quite some time ago. We'd had a couple conversations online and different things. And then um, we ultimately kind of sealed the friendship, family, family ship, if you will, when um, I started working really closely with the Pac West Football League. Donnie was on the board. Donnie was coaching with the Thundercats. I was managing the Thundercats. So we literally went from like talking once a week to once a day to 20 times a day. And it just, and it was lovely. At times we hated each other. At times we loved each other. But one thing about Donnie was that Donnie always made you feel safe. Um, I knew I had a number one fan, like, you know, your mom or your, your kids or your family members, your spouse, they're going to be your number one fan, but Donnie not being, not having that, you know, familial bond, like DNA type bond or stuff like that. Like at the end of the day, you never felt that Donnie didn't have that bond with you because every time you called him, every time you saw him, you knew that he that he was going to be that cheerleader on the sideline and he was going to jump and he was going to dance and he was going to sing and he was going to do everything he could kind of like how he did with you Derek like empower you he 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 allowed you to see your light even when he had a lot of dark times we all kind of know he had some health issues and stuff like that but he always found a way to allow you to see your light and to shine his light and it's kind of a quirky story because at first like I didn't know how to address him being an amputee and so I wanted to be very respectful and first thing he said is I said coach Johnny he goes no it's peg leg and I was taken aback. Like, what do you say to that? Like, <laughs> do you say, is it, you know, is it wood? Does it get, do, are you going to get, you know, termites? You know, what do you say to that? And so he grabbed my phone and he put his number in and he put it in under peg leg. So anytime we were somewhere, anything, my phone pops up and you see Donnie's face and across the top, you see peg leg. And it's funny that we talk about him giving the shirt off his back to people at one point in time when he was coaching, because not only did he coach beside me on the Thundercats, he actually coached for me on my California Sharks. Um, and then we developed a different team together. We sat and talked to the IFL together. So there was a lot of developments that happened, but during my shark season, and actually one of my guys posted this on one of the um, memorial pages that we were all talking about, Donnie, my player, Chris, and Donnie had like this, they were total jokers together. And Chris, Donnie had got to kind of talk and smack a little bit about Chris and Chris had a bum knee. And Donnie said, well, hey, I, I got one for you. You know, I got a leg for you. So later on in the day, Chris comes over and he says, look, dude, I'm going to kick this field goal, but I need your leg for it. Like <laughs> you, you want to give me uh, you want to give me a hard time. I want nothing more than to kick a field goal with your leg. And that became like the joke of the season. And Donnie, you know, gesture that he was going to give Chris his leg. And I mean, it was and it, like, you look at, at that moment in time, you don't know how to take it. But when Felipe said something on one of the posts and he's like, Donnie, you know, I, you know, I was thinking about all of our good memories. And one of my memories was when, you know, Chris was going to kick. And it's like, you don't think about those things, but like a lot of people would have been so bitter and so angry and so ugly about the circumstances of, their situation. And Donnie had a way of accepting it, allowing you to accept it and making it safe to talk about it. And that was 
part, just a small part of the beauty of him. But that's something that we will always laugh about is like, anytime we needed an extra kicker, Donnie literally would try to hand us his quote unquote peg leg. So it was very kind of weird, kind of weird to even talk about it now. But that is one thing that always has resonated through the sharks and through the, um, through the Thundercats was that Donnie always had an extra leg should we ever need one. <laughs> and, and, and you know, you, that's exactly the type of guy that Donnie was. He, you, he made the best of every situation. And every time anything was uncomfortable, he always had brought levity to the situation every single time. I, I swear to you, there wasn't a single time I was in his presence where he did not talk about doing something sexual with me. Regardless of the, the, how serious we were in a meeting with sponsors, he'd pull me to the side, like, by the way, I'm going to put, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, every time? He's like, every time, every time. <laughs> so I, I, thank you for sharing that, Kelly. I, I, I just love this guy so much and appreciated everything he brought to us. And uh, I'm going to ask Coach Bartley to go next because of all the people I know who had a relationship with Donnie that joked all the time, especially when serious, and even when fighting, it was Coach Bartley. Coach? Hey, good evening, folks. Good uh, evening to you. Uh, I just, you know, it's, it, it, this is, this is really taking a, a toll on me because um, Donnie and I were, were super close. Uh, there wasn't, a day where we really did not have conversation. You know, we literally we would talk, you know, six, seven times a day, you know, again, and just like everybody else, we met through football. And Donnie, you know, whether we were competitors going up against each other, or even when we worked together at the high school, over at Democracy Prep, you know, he always, kept it real with me one way or another you know um, I know if I if I needed to vent you know while I was going through my issues up in Reno it's like he was right there for me you know um, whenever he needed to get something off his off his chest you know he'd call me and we'd sit there we'd talk it out and we always always had that that bond you know he was one of you know very few people who I, I can trust to take care of my son you know and that that says a lot for me because I just don't trust anybody named especially to you know have my son in their presence and he was one of them you know so Ramsey and Chris they always called me Uncle Bartley you know that's how close we were literally um, my wife, he was, he was close with my wife, you know, my wife has a, had a nickname for him, Otter Pop, you know, whenever she, whenever he's on the phone, you know, and she knows I'm talking to him, she's, how is my Otter Pop doing today? You know, it's, it's just, man, it, it, it just feels really weird not, not being able to talk to my boy, and my brother. Well, I, I can honestly is, say, that is there a, a a history behind the name Otter Pop that you're willing to share with us? Because Otter Pop also sounds like <laughs> other dad. <laughs> well, it was funny how, you know, I had a player that played for me on the Assassins, and uh, when he when he had the Lions, and uh, we we had a game. We had we actually had an indoor game over at the at this facility right there over behind Clark High School. And uh, one of my players was, I forgot how it all transpired, but he had he had one of those otter pops. And it just clicked. Donnie said something smart and it was funny as hell. And my wife just it was right there and she just started calling him otter pop. And it, it just stuck with him ever since. Uh, do you remember what color it was? At least we can get that. <laughs> Hopefully it was insomniac red. <laughs> uh, I said, I wish I knew. But, you know, that was, that was our thing, you know. 
So, Bartley, what's what, what's the story behind Virgil's, man? That, that's the one thing that I, I never got <laughs> the history on. I, it must be some restaurant that you guys know well that the rest of us don't. Yeah, you know, Virgil's, it was the barbecue restaurant right there over in the Link Promenade. And he and, he and I, you know, we took our families there. We had lunch over there because when I first went over there, I just, I just raved about the wings. The wings were the bomb, you know. And so we all went, we ate there, and that's been our thing. So if, you know, if, if I owe them for something, take me to Virgil's. Take me nice. to Virgil's. Is it, and is it like, still open? Okay. No, they actually, they actually are not open anymore. That's what hurts. Um, but it was always Virgil's. You know, you got to, you owe me Virgil's. Or if I beat them in, in, during a game, well, I let you. So, so you can just take me to Virgil's. Right. I remember hearing here, all right, that. Right after Virgil's. Yeah, and it's like right after Virgil's, you can take me and give me some thrifty ice cream too. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay, don't worry, don't even worry about paying me back anything. Blah blah blah. Just take me to Virgil's. Yeah, that's brilliant. You owe me Virgil's each. I mean, every day we did not have a conversation without him bringing up Virgil's. He wanted his Virgil's and his thrifty ice cream. Well, I guess it's appropriate that Virgil's is is no longer around. That's that's yeah. I guess the, a sad way to close that story, but thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. But I, I will be having Thrifty's ice cream in his honor this weekend. Well, look, let's hook up because I love me some Thrifty's ice cream. I'm going to see if they got a vegan version, but I'm in. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> thank you, Coach. Uh, what, what about you, Coach Q? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, um. You know, I'm, um, I'm still lost for words here, Coach. Uh, in fact, um, I'm one of those guys uh, that take team, things deeply, and um, I apologize if I uh, don't, the words don't come out right. So this is going to be short for me. I'm very um, emotional. Donnie and I go way, way, way back 10, 11 years ago, I believe, nine you know, we separate separated ways because I always travel with my kids working, you know, out of state. And coming back here, when I found out this team and Tay introduced me to the A7, and I guess Donnie got wind of my name. Boy, he fought, got a hold of my number, got a hold of me, kept trying to convince me to come in. I mean, it's like Coach Donnie uh, Bartley said, you'd always, you'd always expect that call. And just a short time relationship, he and I getting back together with these last few months, you know, it's uh, become a, a daily thing with me, Coach Bartley, Coach. Uh, and if he didn't call me by God, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock after I knew he'd probably be in dialysis, I made sure I gave him a ring, called his son, find out where he was at, if he was going well. But I'm... Um, you know, we're going to lose a good guy. And, uh, of course, Barley, I'm going to hold that to you for that uh, Krispy Kreme ice cream. Because um, he always mentioned that even when we went out together. We always met, had breakfast, lunch, met at his truck, did a couple things. And uh, Hang on a second. What, what is Krispy Kreme ice cream? I don't well, know you about asked, that. You asked Coach uh, Donnie, uh, uh, Barley because he, uh, he owes one to him. He, he means the thrifty ice cream. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> like, so, I'll stop being vegan for some Krispy Kreme ice cream. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, um, you know, I'm, I was glad that I spent those last few days with them um, out at the, his uh, truck. Finally got his truck. He's so happy back on the road. All our brothers are getting back together. Of course, Bartley, he, I, you know, Ramsey. And uh, we were looking forward to a lot of good things, you know, and he reached out to me with a lot of things that it became reality now. It's, it's looking like it's becoming reality. And Rashad can uh, uh, contest this or, or answer up to this, that he even sent Rashad messages about me, about what we're going to do. And, you know, and believe it or not, it looked like he had everything planned out already. So. That being said is why I, you know, wanted to, you know, 
assume that position after being asked by the players, uh, Ramsey, keeping it family oriented and just keeping his legacy, his style moving forward, because uh, we're about the same. I like to, you know, do exactly what he does. You know, we're, we're all, you know, learned our lessons. We're not young anymore. He wasn't young. You know, he knew how to handle situations that, uh, you know, if it arose. And he'd always call me up. I remember like three and a half months, uh, Coach Derek, I told you I passed. I told everybody I passed. But that one phone call after that, that all-star meeting, I just had to sit down and think about it. And then he texts me again. So how can you not accept something that uh, a great friend, family, brother of yours is, is uh, wanting you to venture because he knows it's a situation for you. So I had to accept. And ever since then, we become brothers. It's like with Coach Bartley and I were like, hey, we got to talk to one another every day and keep him in our presence because it's become a, you know, part of our, our family now. It's a, and uh, I'm doing my best to help uh, his son. You know, his son asked me to help him. He told me he wanted me to help him with the picks, Pinoy, Pinoy picks. And boy, I'm going to do everything I can to, uh, you know, keep his legacy and live his wishes. And um, even he's younger than I am, I still like to follow some of his lead at the age that, you know, he passed. And let me tell you something. All right, hang on, Coach Q. Let me, let me jump in real quick, because you're saying some things that the rest of our audience is not necessarily going to understand. So okay. I want to bring them up to speed with some of the things you've just talked about, and then we can get into the, the rest of it. So number one, you said you were invited to take over so it, we are officially announcing on our podcast at this very moment that Coach Q will be uh, taking over the head coaching role of the Insomniacs. So Congratulations, Coach. I'm so happy for you. Oh, my heart is so happy. So Thank we, you. So, happy. so we all Good. thought as a group, an organization, knowing the love between Coach Bartley, Coach Q, his players, and everything that, uh, with coach coming into the league as a new coach and coach Bartley already having an established team in the pit bosses, it really made sense. If we were going to replace a head coach to have a B coach Q, the, you know, the love's already there. The amount of work that's being done is already there. Uh, I mean, obviously the logical choice, a choice also would have been Bartley, but Bartley had already developed the, the pit bosses team and that, that brand and franchise is already going strong. So coach Q was the natural choice and, he was willing and the team captains of the insomniacs blessed the decision as well. So it seems like a great fit for everyone involved. We'll we'll put a pin in that and come back to that. You also yeah. mentioned, you know, go ahead, go ahead. I'll, I can say this, uh, Derek, that I, I told uh, coach Q that he had 110% of my vote for that because, you know, he's, he's to his family. So why not keep it in the family? hundred percent. And thank you very much for, uh, for giving that support as well. It, all of this doesn't work the way it needs to without everybody's buy-in coach Q being the man he is coach Bartley, you being the man you are and Donnie being the man he was and the captains of the insomniacs appreciating everybody that is surrounding that family. That's wrapped their arms around that family. It, it, with, with your vote of confidence coach and with your vote of confidence, Kelly, Coach Q is just a natural fit once we have those blessings. So, Coach, we're all very happy Absolutely. that you've assumed the role. And, uh, and well, like I said, we'll put a pin in that, but I cannot wait to see what that squad looks like with the guys that you had already built for the Snake Eyes that are now going to join the Insomniacs team. They'll be a full-fledged roster day one as a result of that. So uh, a lot of good things happening uh, for, because Coach Q is assuming that role. I, sorry it had to go, come down this way obviously, but it's going to be a good fit for everyone that's involved. Well, and right, so coach, coach Q, real quick, Derek, Coach Q, I want to I wanna let you know that as much as Donnie talked to you guys, Donnie talked and shared with me a lot too. Even though I'm geographically separated, um, Donnie and I had a lifeline on a variety of levels, not just football. We talked about our health. We talked about our kids. We talked about yes. a variety of different things. And the plans that he had talked about with, the team he had shared in depth with me 
And these are little happy tears. I'm not going to thank God we're not on video because I ugly cry. Um, but these, oh, these, these are very I just, I just turned your video on. <laughs> I'm only um, kidding. This is, I'm so happy because Donnie felt such a connection with you being an Islander also. So the culture that you brought and you bring um, it, as when you were with the Govs, when you were talking about the snake eyes, when, you know, just even as your friendship, he connected with you culturally and how true you are to Ohana and how you, you know, I mean, he just, he, he would go into depth and he'd say, well, Kelly, you know, Filipinos and this, you know, we're all Pacific Islanders. I mean, he really went into depth into that background with me. And so I want you to know that it wasn't something that he just shared with some of the guys, like he had in-depth, I mean, and I can literally say, cause Donnie and I at times would talk for two hours at a time. He'd be at treatment. Sometimes I'd be at treatment. And I can say he wholeheartedly spent hours talking about the relationship with you, what you meet, meant coming in, even as, you know, as the snake eyes or whatever it was, any other venture that you and the other, you know, you guys were talking about um, with Coach Bartley, like he appreciated so many values that you have. Um, it, it, it's, it's beyond words what this I know he's smiling from heaven right now knowing that that is going to continue wow you know that's it looked like uh, God just had his plans and, and coach knew you know what you know what he was facing um coming up and and uh you know just to let you guys know you all know this they thought he couldn't walk man when i first met him he was so happy he got his truck out do you know i helped him out of the truck and that man walked when he even didn't know that he was walking coach what are you doing walking he's like oh i just wanted to get up and give you a hug i'm like no come on wait for your wheelchair and shaw was pushing the wheelchair in and you know for what he's done and to be where he was up to the point that he passed and all just the verbal stuff that he put out there is for us to to carry on and, and hold within us deep you know him getting out with all his ailments you know i don't see too many people that do that you know you know uh, taking care of his dogs his son his truck his wife his grand his grandson oh man he had a task and he fulfilled it all He's definitely that dude, and like yeah. we've all said, gave of himself even when he ha didn't have anything to give. I mean, yes. I can recall on numerous occasions him not having a lot of stuff at his disposal, but still inviting many players to come stay with him, get a roof over the head so they can build and, and start building their life in Las Vegas or just get them off the street for a little while so that they can – you know, start figuring out how what they're going to do with themselves. The, on the three on one podcast uh, that dropped today, as Casey alluded to, there was a player that, uh, like he's done for so many other people, but th this one guy said, "You know, man, he just saw me on the streets, knew who I was, and said, what are you doing?'" He's like, "Come by the house later." And then dude came by the house, and Donnie's like, "Won't you crash here until you get your stuff together?" That's just the kind of guy he was, even yes. if he didn't really have room for him in his house because he had six other people there too, but. He would make it happen. You know, he'd go sleep on the couch and or go sleep in a chair and let old boy sleep on the couch or something. That's just who he was, even if he had nothing to give him himself. And I loved him. Yes. yes. You know, and I appreciate everybody's welcome. And, uh, you know, especially one of his close players, Rashad, a couple of other guys that know me that approached me with this. You know, I, I didn't approach them. They came to me and then I told them to go to, to the right people. I, I'm, I don't have a say so, but. If it turns out to be that way, that this is the way we decide, then I'll, you know, I'll take it and I'm going to build it and I'm going to run with it and we're going to bring the ship home. Yeah. And so just so you're aware, Rashad sent me a text. He's like, all right, Coach Q is going to be the head coach. I'm like, uh, it don't just work like that, but I appreciate it. Let me go talk to him and see what's up. Make sure everybody's good to go. But everybody was super excited to have you, Coach. So. Really, really, really happy Thank to have you. you in that position. I think it's going to be great for those guys and the guys you're bringing over to that squad. Uh, so one other thing I want to touch on, because you mentioned Pinoy Picks, that is the uh, Bunak family food truck that will be yeah. out at First Friday 
at the Harrison House at 1001 F Street doing a fundraiser to benefit uh, Donnie's family and to help lay him to rest and get those funds together. So uh, if you're hearing this and you hear it before uh, November 4th, November 4th, first Friday in Las Vegas from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., Panoy Picks food truck, the Bunak family food truck will be out with tacos, burgers, and everything that to raise money for the family and bring awareness to the Harrison house and you know, do a lot of stuff together. So, uh, and coach yeah. Q and the players and the family. And I think even some of the force players are going to be out there helping on the truck and getting everything together. So the entire football, a seven community is coming together to pull this thing off for the family and put on a nice event for, for Las Vegas. So yeah. oh, I just want to make sure we touched on that. Cause you mentioned Panoy picks. So I, Coach, did you have anything else you wanted to add to the – or tell us your favorite Donnie story or maybe the, the, day, yeah. the, the day you met? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, no, I'm going to go all the way up to the end here because the last time I was talking to Donnie a couple of days before he was in my um, – before Saturday, it was a Friday I was talking to him. He's like, man, I'm going to put my specials on this truck as soon as we get it back on, Coach. I'm like – I said, what's that? He's like, oh, the uh, – the uh the ribs you know the korean ribs a short rib special with rice and you know i'm like okay and my double cheeseburger special my tacos <laughs> right so they brought it up to me the family brought it up says we want to do this for dad i'm like it's up to you do it and neela says go for it i'm like okay so we're putting one of uh, his specials out that day uh first friday so um you know, in honor of him and his special stuff. And we're going to keep that legacy going off that, tr that Hanoi Picks truck, the catering truck. So it's going to be fun. Thank you, coach. I really appreciate you jumping in and getting involved. We can use all the help we can get. And you're the man for the job. All right. I appreciate it. And thank you, everybody. I appreciate everybody. Coach Bartley, Rashad, Coach Kelly, Derek, you know, Coach Matt, everybody. Just, you know, I'm blessed. I, I feel blessed and honored to, uh, you know, be in with this, uh, this league a seven and it, it's already showing me a lot teaching me a lot and we're going to move forward and then do our best to bring that ship home for you know for las vegas and coach so let's shift the conversation for just a minute and maybe we can keep it there maybe we can come back to this so let's talk about insomniacs football and the squad you now have by combining what was the new insomniacs with Rashad and Mark Cooper coming, teaming them up with Ramsey's and Chris and whomever else remained on the previous insomniac squad. And you bring in Quentin and Tay and the other snake eyes guys over to the insomniac side. What does that squad look like for you right now? Oh, you know, I'm uh you know, it's going to be a good one. And we have, I believe, all the talent that we're, we need. Uh, and I think that, you know, it will be well composed because a lot of the players that have been on the Insomniac, the players that I'm bringing on, are all willing to play for one another, play for a unit, play for the team. And they're not, they're not that selfish type yeah, a player that wants to, you know, hog the ball, get the ball from these guys that I've been talking to and the players that I have that know me know that, you know, everybody's going to get a taste of this. Everybody's going to share the glory. Everybody's going to get a taste of the ball yeah, and uh, play as a unit. But I think we're going to have a real fast team. Like I told you, our first podcast, we're going to have a real fast team we've got two good decent quarterbacks uh we picked up some really good receivers and plus the receivers that coach donnie had on board so i think we'll, we'll be pretty well competitive and i feel better now because you know being with the the sin city snake guys i'm like well i gotta compete with all these big boys have been composed for a while now well now i'm up there with the big dog so come on we bring the hammer and i'm gonna use that the same thing that coach donnie Coach Donnie told everybody, Coach Barley, I'm coming at you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Coach, so one of the things I want to recommend that you make sure you keep in your mind and you keep with your captains, I'm sure it'll happen organically, but uh, you mentioned something very specific at the beginning of that, and that was that everyone's looking to play for each other and play for a team and, and a team – if, if things start to get a little bit out of line and you remind them that we're that you guys are dedicating this season to coach Donnie 
it there's no reason why anybody who's on that team shouldn't fall directly back in line. Not saying that they will ever get out of line, but if they do, you've always got that as a fallback, man. And everyone yes, who who knows him, will, who's ever spent any time with him, will appreciate what he brought to them and will immediately shape up. As far as I'm 99 sure of that. So uh, I was going to say luck. that should be the only thing you have to say at that point. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we're gonna to remember. Donnie always said that after every event, seafood, crab legs, shrimp, all that is on you. So if you bring that that, hey, that championship to the Insomniacs, oh, you're going to be paying for it for the whole league, buddy. <laughs> Put it this way. I've talked to the family already, and we're going to keep that legacy going. Oh, that's awesome. Everybody's going to eat after the game. That's so, a beautiful thing, Coach. Appreciate that. Yep, we're gonna break bread and everybody. Let's go hit the truck. Order what you want. I'm, I'll be back there too, prepping for them. So you know, it's gonna be just like the way Coach Donnie had it, just without his presence, but presence in hearts. Well, regardless so, of the fact, this whole season it is 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 for Donnie. I mean, that's sir. my brother. You know, yes, sir. For him. So I was going to say why I got into this. Let's so I was going to I'm sorry. Go I ahead. was going to go, go ahead, coach. I, because if we carries us throughout, I won't need to make this announcement, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I admit, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. No worry. I was going to say, you know, Donnie is the reason why I even, how I even got involved in the A7. You know, he's the reason why I'm, I'm even, you know, looking at bringing back another semi-pro team out so like i say every everything is for him well yes, you know sure. let, let me let me touch on that every single person that's on this podcast right now except for kc is here as a direct result of coach donnie bunak i hey, don't man. give back i don't right get back into football absolutely. if it's not for donnie grabbing me at the elks lodge that day and say hey bro you can do this right i don't end up on the lines in- and, and meeting gm troy and coach mac without them being playing side by side with me and me co- and then Mac being my defensive coach. I don't meet Bartley until I go to set up this league and tell Donnie, look, I need you to, I need you to coach my team. He's like, Hey, I want to bring this dude, uh, Anthony Bartley. And I'm like, he knows how to, he's set up teams, run teams. He's your guy. He, he'll coach a team. And then I don't meet Kelly unless that Donnie's singing her praises for two months before I bring her on as the division manager. Like every single thing that is a seven started because of Donnie Bunak and our relationship and our friendship and me trusting in the people that he trusts. And that's how this entire thing came together. So there is no A7 Nevada without Donnie Bunak. And I, I just want to give him his roses today. I, I, I've, I, I, unfortunately, I don't think I ever expressed it to him that well while he was alive, but you know, he and I talked a lot, not, seven times a day like Kelly and Bartley. I don't know how many uh, – and Coach and Coach Q. That's 21 yeah. calls. That, that dude's a busy man. <laughs> you know what, Derek? He had shared with me quite a few times what you and the league have meant to him. And he – and I'm sure he shared it with Bartley. I'm sure he shared it with Q. I know that Neela was in on a lot of the conversations. Um, I think that – it was a feeling. It was a vibe he got. He knew maybe, maybe it wasn't the words he needed, but I think that he knew your heart. And, and part of that was, I know, at least with me, cause I had had some rocky relationships with leagues and, and different things in the past. Um, and the heart that he put into speaking about the a seven, but also speaking about you as who you are, you as a business person, you as a football player, you as these things, I think he felt your trust and your love. And that is how he was able to bring it to, for instance, Bartley, myself. So maybe giving him the flowers, it might not have been in the verbal sense, but he definitely felt it in his heart. He shared it, I know, with me. And I know that that vibe, he had that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I I appreciate you saying that. There's a lot of things we did for each other throughout the years and, None of it needs to be put out in public. We we have both taken very good care of one another, spiritually, financially, whatever has ever been yes. needed over the course of the last nine years. 
we have supported each other tremendously. He knew I always had his back and I knew he always had mine. He took care of me with events that I couldn't get to. He went and sat in my spot, made sure everything was good, took care of it until I could get there or just did the whole thing for me. The, the dude was just a rock solid individual that always would be there anytime I needed him. And the flowers I gave him was, was the friendship we had. Unfortunately, I didn't get to broadcast to the greater world how much he meant to me before he was, before his passing is all, is, I guess is all I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Wow. And you said, you said, I'm not, I'm the only one that's not here as a direct link of Donnie, but then again, in a way, aren't I kind of an indirect here indirectly because of Donnie, because in a way, it almost seems like none of this A7FL Nevada would have happened without the presence of Donnie Bunek. So I wouldn't have had this opportunity without the presence of Donnie Bunek. Oh, 100%. I'm just saying the rest of the people on the podcast mm-hmm. were actually introduced right. to right. me by Donnie. It was, a, it was a direct link. But yeah, right. you're right, Casey. A7 doesn't happen. I don't get to know you. You're not, you and I aren't sitting on the broadcast together doing play-by-play and color announce if he doesn't make all those things come together. So yeah, you you have a job right. because of Donnie Bunak. How about that? Yeah, Coach. <laughs> Absolutely. Coach, yeah, Coach Derek. Yes, sir. Yeah, So and, and because of Coach Donnie, if it wasn't for him calling me right after that All-Star game, and texting me the next day and here's what he also said they're going to take care of you don't worry i got your back coach Derek is a good guy he's got your back you know you don't even have to worry about him because you're a straight up guy so you don't have to worry about anything he's got your back coach kelly's got your back i got your back coach bartley's got your back and then we started talking to you know, do something else, venture something else. And boy, did would that spark up also? I'm like, time out, guys. You know, let's focus on A7. Yeah. <laughs> so his imp- inspiration is what made me be here with the A7 FL League today. If I, if he, yeah, if he didn't call me probably or text me the next day, I probably would have passed and just sat at home and relaxed. And But because of him inspiring me and, you know, texting me, calling me and telling me you're the good guy for this. And I believed him and I, I jumped on it and bid on it 101%. So, so the, the, so the, the funny and weird thing about my relationship with Donnie and his family is I think that they finally like said, okay, Derek, your family now. So when, when I went to visit him at the hospital, the, the first time he was in after I was introduced to him. So Donnie, Came to the lodge, the Elks Lodge. We did our event. He invited me out to do the sports thing. I told you that story already. But then right after that, Donnie joined the Elks Lodge and became a member of the Las Vegas Elks Lodge and helped me run events down there because that was kind of what I did. I was always doing social things down there to, you know, keep camaraderie and keep people going. Well, so Donnie, about three, four months into that, went to the hospital with whatever he was dealing with that day and that day he sat up in the hospital bed and died sitting up now we're talking seven years ago now he was sitting there dead for i think they said they don't know the time but they gather it was 60 to 70 seconds before a nurse came in and heard his flat line and actually revived him i i say it's funny because that scenario has happened like once a year since I've known him and like to the point where I'm like okay so Donnie just don't die before I see you next time and we'll we'll continue this conversation it was kind of a parting joke I didn't say that to him the last time we got off the call and now I regret it but uh he had so many crazy health issues and still stayed positive about everything all the time and to this day i still hope that he sues the hospital for him not being taken care of properly and get his family taken care of but that the dude just always remained positive about everything is where i'm at with that i just love that guy wow it's funny because um donnie and i had a lot of like instances he'd be at dialysis i'd be my in my infusion and i have a lot of different health issues and I felt safe talking about them with Donnie, which 
I mean, they put a port in my chest. I was getting IVs 12 hours a day. I mean, I still have the port in my chest. And it was funny because we would almost like have a competition. Like I would call him and I'd say, Hey, I just left the doctor's office and they took, you know, 12 vials of blood. And he's like, come on, I did that in my sleep, you know? And, and it got us through some of our times where we didn't know if the next day, I mean, for me, I knew I would wake up. I just didn't know if I'd be able to get out of bed or if I would, how I would feel, if I could move, if I could function, just a variety of different things. Um, when I got COVID, there's been a lot of things that have happened since then, and it only complicated health things. And that was one thing that helped me is that number one, I knew I could trust him talking about those things, that there was no judgment, there was no, um, and that was pretty much any topic, but you know, health issues. And when you have chronic illnesses, a lot of times people don't understand. They don't understand what it means. They're afraid to ask questions or they make assumptions. And so it was so nice to be able to, and then for him to, you know, kind of say, oh, come on, 12 miles, big deal. You know, he definitely had taken all that was given to him health-wise and he didn't necessarily like make it okay but he made me feel okay when I knew I was having my dark days and I know it's going to be tough when I go back for my first infusion and I'm not going to be able to have him to call and say okay I'm on hour three you know I mean and it has been a very different you know in my daily because we're not talking or, you know, and like coach Q said, you know, you look at your watch and by a certain time, your phone hasn't rang, like what's up. Um, and I know that those days are coming. Even today, I went to the doctor and I immediately called my mom to tell her how many quote vials of blood they took. And I'm just like, no, I, I don't have my, I don't have my sickie there with me anymore, but he made it safe for me. But he also, again, he shed that light in an area that a lot of people, when they are ill, they, they can't do that. And on top of it, he made me find a light in what I go through every day. So it, that part of him is like such a gift that he's given to so many people. And he was, he was pretty excited about his health moving forward. I don't know if you guys remember his words on the podcast last time he was on. He was talking about yes. him getting a whole new body, new, new prosthetic. Yeah new medication. he was going to be standing on the sidelines right he, he actually called himself robocop he's like i'm getting a new bionic yeah. body i cannot wait for this upcoming season so yeah uh, yep. i'm sorry that didn't all work out for, for him but the right. to speak to your point kelly his level of enthusiasm and positivity around everything even in the face of him about to perish a week later you never, you never would have known how sick he actually was. I know he was going through some stuff at the end spiritually, and I, I ho hopefully that's not what ended up actually doing him in, but the positivity that always emanated around him, I think is what kept him going strong for so long. So Saturday, I was up there for that, for the trial with the Nighthawks. And then I went over to the truck and I saw that Donnie wasn't there. Cause I thought if I am in Vegas and I do not go over to this truck and see him, even though it was a little bit out of my way, he's going to kill me. Like he literally is going to roll his butt down to LA and literally just massacre me. And so he wasn't there. I sent him some message and on the way home, it was about an hour and a half drive because I stopped at crumble cookie and made myself a nice little pit stop there. But nonetheless, he and I had a conversation almost the whole way from um, Vegas to Bullhead. And then once I actually got into Bullhead, he called me later on. And so this was Late into Saturday evening, Neela and Ramsey had already come home and he was even talking in that conversation, um, you know, I'm getting better. He, he was having a lot of pain that day. I argued with him about going to the doctor. I know Neela argued with him and he said, I am not going to the hospital. And I said, you are a jackass. And he was like, fine, I will be a jackass. And we kind of joked it off. And, um, but he said, you know what? No, sister, I'm getting better. So he had found at least Saturday at some point, um, a couple of times through our conversation in that hour, hour and a half drive home, plus later in the evening time, he was, he sounded better. He talked about how he, outside of this pain that he was having specifically in that one area, um, 
he, he was still really talking up his health. He was talking about he's getting out of his dark place. So I, I'm, for me, for my, when, when I got the call Sunday morning, I, I, that was my first thought was, was this kind of something that he had had a dark moment and, and I just go back to that last conversation that we had. He was happy that the, the family was home. He's feeling better. I'm back on path. Everything's going to be good. And, you know, I'm going to go eat and I'll call you back, sis. And, you know, or I'll talk to you later. It was something like that. And, you know, you said, I love you. Goodbye. Um, so at least I know for Saturday and Saturday afternoon, even fighting the physical pain he had, I believe his mental was in a good place. And that's what gives me a little bit of peace. Well, thank you for sharing that because I always wondered as well. He was very cool with me on the phone on Friday night and then on Thursday night, excuse me. And then again on Saturday where I talked to him, everything seemed to be in the right spot. So I don't know. It's, it's tragic. We're all going to have a huge hole that needs to be filled. Uh, I myself didn't know how big that hole was going to be until I took some time to stop and reflect on it. And as I say to everyone, when they, when they lose someone, it, it, don't try to mask it. Make sure you allow yourself to feel every ounce of grief and remorse. And once you felt it all, you can, then you can start to heal. If you try to bury it and mask it, it will fester for forever and give you all types of other additional ailments you weren't expecting until you allow yourself to heal over the event. So the little words of wisdom from from an old guy who's done dealt with a lot of death in his life. All right. So uh, I do have a major announcement, but I'm going to save that and just let you guys know to stay tuned. There is going to be uh, some things that will be dedicated to Donnie and his family uh, by the Nevada division at the very minimum, the overall league might allow me to do some things in, in their name and behalf as well, but know that there will at least be a major development in the name of Donnie Bunak and the Bunak family uh, that will be announced within the month of November after, when I get done setting it up. So uh, his legacy will, will live on through our Nevada division for certain, as long as it's still intact. And he'll always have a place in my heart. Amen. Absolutely. All right. So we're getting up uh, close to the hour mark. I want to uh, invite everyone to uh, give us a last wish or last words that you'd like to leave the fans with uh, in regards to Don as we say goodbye. Coach Q, I'll let you go first. Okay, Kelly, you, you, you volunteered. You go first. Okay, so the other night I get a call. It was my dad, and my dad had only met Donnie like once or twice. And my dad is bawling his eyes out. And I'm like, Dad, what happened? And he's like, I just started reading stories about your friend. And he goes, I can't stop crying. And I'm like, Dad, why? Like, he goes, Because he goes, I knew his face was kind. He goes, You could see that in his photos. He goes, But Kelly, do you know how many lives that he touched? And I didn't really think about it. You know, you see people post on Facebook and you see all those things. And my dad, who, like I say, met him once or twice in passing, didn't, you know, didn't just, you know, hey, dad, this is Donnie, Donnie, dad, yada, yada, yada. Um, and my dad, a man in his 70s, was like, I can't believe that one human being has done so much. And he said, you know, what a blessing he is. And he said, even the remainder of my days, I hope I can be the type of person that Donnie was slash is. And I'm like, what do you mean is? And he's like, because I know that you and seeing the people that he touched are going to keep that alive. So I know I will. And I know that we as a league will. But anybody else that's out there listening, I just urge you that when you see a little sparkle in the sky or maybe if you see something you may not necessarily think of Donnie directly but just think of being be a good person share like pay it forward I know I'm going to pay Donnie's legacy forward and his love and his laughs and even sometimes some of his you know 
being ornery because he had a little ornery side at times um, and he has zero filters. So I'm always going to carry that with me. But something that Derek said in one of the group chats to the guys is like, you know, stop and reflect on who you are, how you live. And you look at someone like Johnny and you see those things, you know, really take from this loss and take all of the good pieces of Donnie and implement that into your life. And even if it's one good deed a day, if we can just be kind to one another and find our blessings and our silver lining in every situation, even if it's crappy, I know that will carry Donnie's legacy on. So I just, I know I'm going to do that and I hope everybody else does. And thank you so much for anybody who has supported, said a prayer, shared a message, shared the, the GoFundMe campaign, any little positive vibe that you have taken steps to do as Donnie's friend slash sister slash division manager, someone in his life, like you're very appreciated for any efforts you've done for Donnie and his family. That's beautiful, Kelly. Thank you so much. Coach Q. Yes, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with what everybody's saying. Coach Donnie's that way. He just had his way. And, you know, I hope that uh, I, I'm the same way. You know, I raised nine kids and he's raised a lot of kids, even his grandsons. He'd take on anybody that, right off the street. That being said, you know, taking over his position, uh, becoming a real a part of his family now, inside family, um, I'm going to have to just, you know, humble myself, be like he was, uh, have that humor and uh, hold on to this legacy for him and build it and do the best I can to keep holding on. Because remember, I'm an old guy, so I got one foot in the banana peel, one in the grave. So, you know, but I, I'll continue to do my best. And I thank everybody for their acceptance of me assuming a great coach's position. And I plan to keep that moving forward with uh, his legacy, his his name, and you know, be there to support you know our players and the whole A7 FL community. And I'm like Coach Donnie. Anybody need time to talk, get a hold of me. And I thank everybody out there that supports us, supports Coach Donnie's family. The A7 FL has become a real good big family community, and we plan to keep it that way. And I know that's what Coach Donnie would want. And Coach Barty would say the same thing. So I appreciate all you. <clears throat> Thank you, Coach Q. And you are old enough now at this point in your life where you could speak to people with no filter and say some foul shit to them, just like Donnie would at a moment's yeah. notice. And no one would be, no one would think anything of it because of your age. We yes. all got shocked by it when Donnie did it because he's my age. But at your age, you can get away with that. So I'm counting yeah. on you. To have a here's, little rawness here. from you. <laughs> yeah. To throw here's that out there. Be, here's going to be the motto, okay? Yeah. Respect. We're doing this for Coach Donnie. Nobody break the barrier. I'm your elder. You got kids. Listen. Got it? If we can do that, respect one another, we're good. We're getting to the top. <laughs> you know? So 100%. Just make sure you're having fun while you do it. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. All the guys are ready. The players are like... Man, you know, can't wait to do this and do that. And in fact, after our our event Friday, we all want to get together and go ride the, I don't know what they want to do. I'm like, you know, I haven't been on anything that high since I jumped out of a plane years ago, but I'm willing to go with you guys and celebrate this with you guys. So it's going to be a good thing uh, uh, Friday night. That's awesome. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. All right, Co Coach Barley. Well, I just have to say that, uh, and I know Donnie's probably listening in on us right now, that it's been an honor and a privilege to have shared the, shared the field of battle with him. It honestly wouldn't have not been the same without him. And it's never going to be the same. But uh, like Coach Hugh was saying, and he and I, we, we talk and as we as we develop in our relationship and getting more closer that um, we're going to definitely keep his name, you know, up, up high, positive and his legacy because he deserved it. 
You know, he's probably one of the few guys who I know I can talk football, law enforcement, you know, anything of that matter. Craig Joe's, whether they be raunchy, foul, doesn't matter. The fact that we st- we had that relationship, and no matter what, we could we can literally sit there and, and be there for each other. And I'm going to miss that from him. Cool. Sorry, Coach. I was talking and didn't unmute myself. <laughs> I I appreciate the sentiment and kind words. I, I am uh, going to take this on more of a uh, a level of fun story and levity. Uh, Donnie, like I said, uh, raved about helped me out with the Elks Lodge and Taco Tuesday. I have a extremely special recipe for taco meat that Donnie tried a hundred times to get out of me and I would never part with it until he decided that he was going to be a full-fledged member of the Elk Slide. So when he did that, I turned over my recipe to him and he said he still couldn't figure out how to make hamburger tacos the same way I did. He always called it hamburger tacos. I had never heard that from anybody ever before in my life. He's like, you rock them hamburger tacos, bro. I make the chicken and the beef better though. <laughs> so... <laughs> But I, look, I, I just want to say that I, there's a huge hole in my life and in my heart with Donnie Bunak no longer being around. I want to say to each of you in this podcast with me tonight and anyone who listens to this, that we all need to help each other fill that void and fill that hole. That's the way Donnie lived his life. He was there for everybody whenever they needed it. And I am asking you all of you to be there for me when I need you. And I, will, and I promise you, I will be there for you, even if you don't need me. If I hear that there's any drama going on in your life, I will pop up like a bad penny, uh, like, I, like I have over the years. And you can trust that I'll always be by your side, given the opportunity. Uh, that is the legacy that I feel that Donnie has left for me. And I intend to carry that forward and to make sure that all of us are well taken care of uh, spiritually and make sure you've always got somebody to lean on. Cause that's what he did for all of us. Amen. KC. Yep. You want to um, finish it up? And no, take I didn't us out? have. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of time to talk and get to know Donnie from, but from what I did get to know him, he was a personality, if nothing else on field, um, completely um there were things that me and him had started to talk about in ways where he could help me with my business as well um and he was real big on trying to get me out to las vegas nevada and getting me to move out there as has the whole a7fl nevada um i will say that there might be some things in the work by the season start in spring that could have me planted out in nevada uh mount charleston or mountain springs area within an hour of las vegas if things go right, I've been looking at some properties out that way um, to move out that way to try to up my business even more. Um, So that'll be, I mean, that's mainly thanks to Donnie and some of the things that he told me. Um, So he was a great human being. Um, I'm glad I got to know him in the time I did and know what I did know about him and know him the way I did know him. Um, I'm just excited to see how this whole entire Nevada division dedicates the season to Donnie Bunak and how one of the Vegas teams, I'm excited to see one of the Vegas teams go out there and really compete and try to bring a championship home, not just for Las Vegas uh, A7FL, but for the memory of Coach Donnie Bunak as well. Amen. That's beautiful, Casey. Well, I want to thank everyone for being on the show with us tonight and sharing your personal memories and a piece of your heart. Uh, It's very special, and I know it's difficult, and... I personally feel that talking about it is the best way to heal so you can allow yourself to feel it. So with that, I want to say thank you. One last final thank you to every single one of you who showed up today, even Big Mac. He had a family emergency, had to jump off, but I know where his heart is. Big Mac is, even through the drama where they were fighting, having words or whatever, Mac always appreciated Donnie, and we talked about that all the time. So uh, with that, one last time, thank you all so very much to the fans. Thank you for listening in. Please keep Donnie in your heart. As Kelly said, if you can just be a good person and help the person next to you when they, when you see them struggling, 
this world will be a better place and it will be a better place because Donnie was in it. Amen. Amen. All right, Casey, with that, will you please take us out? Yep. Um, I want to say this first, though, as I do. Um, Donnie Bunak, 1975 to 2022. Gone too soon, but never forgotten. Rest in peace, brother. Until next time, we will see you on the other side of the ball. Want to bring the A7FL to your town? Well, you're in luck. Between now and October 1st, we are still taking applications to buy a division in the American Sevens Football League. Join Columbus for our 2023 season now. For more information on it, go to a7fl.com slash owners. That's a7fl.com slash owners. Get your piece of the future of football and bring us to your town.